Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And Olivia Rodrigo's new album, Guts. Yeah, how are you how are you feeling about it? Is it really speaking to you? I've listened to it at approximately 10,000 times with my two daughters, ages 10 and almost 13. So, oh, they are like right in the Olivia Rodrigo demo. Oh, you know what? And Olivia really timed this well. It's like just before the, like, we have a little break from Taylor Swift mania in my house because, you know, like the Eras tour is a little on pause and then the movie's not coming out for a few weeks. Totally. You're right. This is a great time to be into guts. I did text you and I said, I think you would like this. Have you listened to it at all? Yes, you did text me. Um, No, I have not. I've not had a chance. It's pretty great. Like it's a pretty great pop rock album. Okay. It's, it's has a lot of catchy songs. My daughter's, like their feeling is they really like it, but they do feel like she swears a little too much. Like it's a little bit of like trying to be edgy at 20 swearing. Right, right, right. Okay. But it's, it's catchy AF. The songs are good. It's a really fun album. And she just announced her tour today. And Anthony texted me and was like, he texted me the tour. And then he just wrote with the breeders because she's playing with the breeders in Los Angeles. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Jen's ex-husband. That is so funny. It's like, they know that, that Olivia, that like her <laughs> fans are going to come be. with their parents. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't care about the breeders. That is not my, you know, like wow, musical Kate. nostalgia. You and I have very different, musical connections to the 90s i know are they the seether people don't uh, the seether is that them yes okay right <laughs> no, i don't yeah no look at this no they sing cannonball that yeah song. they sing cannonball i remember that song oh it's the oh it's kim deal she's important but i can't remember why is she riot girl she is riot girl um and then it was with her sister Mm -hmm. Um, okay so they sang cannonball they sang divine hammer um 
they and they were like in the same universe as like belly and like the pixies and dory veruca salt sings veruca salt. yes yes excuse thank me you. well maybe you and anthony should go to the breeders and olivia rodriguez i'll go for olivia i won't be i mean i'll bop to well, the breeders i won't if be i was gonna pumped. go see the breeders they are actually performing in la they're doing their Ooh. own show okay <laughs> um so i would probably just go see them like by are themselves. you a pixies fan i i mean yes i used to really like the pixies um i i still i still like them Okay. Um, I've seen them live. Yeah. I like the Pixies. I will tell you, I'm pretty sure it is the Pixies, that there was like a band. I think it was the Pixies that you were like, oh, I like this. I like these pe- this band. They were playing on the OC. And I was like, I have never heard a single Pixie song to save my freaking life. Really? Yeah. And then I think I added one to one of my writing playlists well my fr- uh, and and then no nope. we i'm thinking of the new pornographers excuse me but oh, i clump those all together okay. as like the same kind of band um so my f- and then we can move on but my first exposure to the pixies was on the pump up the volume soundtrack Ooh, you had the pump up the volume soundtrack fuck yeah i had it on cassette seriously yes i think wow. i still have it like in a shoebox somewhere pump up the volume soundtrack on cassette oh this has got to be a sexy look see i was pretty cool when i was 13 <laughs> wave of mutilation yeah see i would have been wow henry rollins you were rocking hard cowboy junkies it's a great soundtrack. I mean, like the 90s, there were great soundtracks in the 90s. I mean, there were, but I was I was just because I'm like just enough younger than you that I was picking up the single soundtrack, the Reality Bites soundtrack. I missed the Pump I had Up both the Volume of those. soundtrack. I had both of yeah, those also. What I'm saying is you were cooler earlier than me. Because oh, because I was older. older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In 1990, I was still into the New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. And I feel so, like you were right. probably edging out of that. Yes. I was yeah. into New Kids on the Block in sixth grade, which mm-hmm. was early, earlier than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. By the time Pump Up the Volume came out, I was in eighth grade, which is, you know, prime time for discovering your love for brooding Christian Slater. Oh, God. Can you imagine? I wonder who that is for my kids right now. I should ask them. There's no like edgy kind of pump up the volume teen movies for kids. Yeah. I know everything I mean, is so like, like teens. Everything feels so like bubblegummy. They did enjoy, and I did too, You Are So Not Coming to My Bat Mitzvah. That was fun and kind okay. of like right in their age ballpark. What about like sex education and um like Heartstopper? Like I feel like there's some oh. good British teen shows. So my... 10-year-old is obsessed with Heartstopper. She reads the graphic novels, like huge, huge, huge Heartstopper fan. And my 13-year-old loves Never Have I Ever. Okay. And Summer I Turned Pretty. Like there's the Jenny Hanazance. 
mm-hmm. that's happening on all t- like every Jenny Han related exo kitty all the two all the boys like we are just deep in the oh my god i haven't even have i told you this do you remember when i was like binge reading all of sarah j moss's books about the fairies yes have i told you so my oldest daughter she and her friends are now like digging up those sarah j moss books and i this was the first time where i was like oh fuck my kid and i are gonna be reading the same books and like I I don't know. It's it, it just opened up kind of a wild like this is kind of I try not to talk about my kids too much on the podcast because I don't want like they can now find this podcast and hear of me course. talk about them and, yeah. like, and their friends can and like that mm-hmm. really kind of freaks me out. So I won't get too much into it in, like the conversations that I'm having with my daughter about books and reading, but it was just kind of that you know, when we talk about ourselves and we're like, oh, well, I was reading Stephen King and Flowers in the Attic and my grandmother's romance novels. It feels fine in our own narrative about our own like childhood. But then when it's your own kid, it it's like, I don't want my kid reading Stephen King's It at 10 years old, which is 100% what I was doing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just gets, it's just different when you're the parent. It hits different. I mean, it, it hits it, different. It reminds me of the conversations we've had with some of the romance writers and romance readers that we've had on the podcast and asking them kind of like what their romance origin story was. Mm-hmm. And like f- across the board, it was like, I found my mom's copy of blah, blah, blah. And I read it in yeah. secret. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that's kind of a a, a, a universal truth. <laughs> Yes, it's just hard when you have to accept that your own offspring will then have those truths themselves. Totally. I get that. And that's that's where it gets weird. But Look, we I are sharing we are sharing in the Olivia Rodrigo experience together and that has been really fun. We're listening to that album all the time. Oh, I love that. For better or for worse. It's just Olivia nonstop right now. Maybe I'll play it for Henry. See what it has he a lot of a lot of F-bomb story. She oh, says fuck okay. like nonstop. Um, you know, she's 20. She's 20. She's 20. She's got to she's got to like establish her her bona fides. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Interesting. Okay, so maybe I won't play for Henry because he's definitely like in an imitating everything he hears phase. <laughs> well, have you played Kids Bop for Henry because Kids Bop it's like sanitized version. It's perfect yeah. to the point where sometimes it's hilarious. Maybe I will play Kids Bop. My nieces love Kids Bop. Um, and it's really cute to like see them singing along. <laughs> it's I, I enjoy a good good Kids Bop. I did. I actually just circling back to Olivia. I would be curious for you to listen because I'm trying to it's bringing up like kind of making me think about what I was like at 20, Mm. which was 24 years ago, which is Mm -hmm. wild. But I would be curious, like it, it just, it's like a lot of those raw feelings from that age where you're kind of on this like weird cusp of emotional adulthood, but also still like emotionally a teen Mm. and so much like self-reflection to the point of like, just everything is just heightened when you're 20. So I kind of, I would yes. be curious. I would love for you to listen through a few times and just see if you kind of feel that like 20 year old, like angsty party animal vibe that I'm getting and just remembering what I was like then. Yeah. 
Yeah. Love and how it. things change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they change, you know? Kate, the I know. The times they go changing. Now, switching gears story yes. before we, we shift to take a break. I need to give a shout out to another podcast. Oh, I love this. Yes, go on. Okay. So I listened to um, Busy and Casey's podcast. Busy Phillips is doing her best uh, with Casey St. Ange. And it's I that's one of my like go-to podcasts when I'm in the mood for a pod. And, you know, I have not been on social media now for a while. I've kind mm-hmm. of been like dipping a toe back into Instagram, but it makes me feel awful. But I was... I didn't look at Instagram for over a month and I didn't realize like, so that, so I, I'm not able to keep up with what the people I follow are doing and busy Phillips, obviously someone I follow, I'm a fan of, but she lost her best friend very quickly to um, cancer. And I, Mm. I wasn't aware. And I was just tuning into the podcast and the episode where she talks about losing her friend and just the kind of like the way in which she's extremely open with her grief um, Mm. just felt very, honest to me. And I thought it was a really poignant listen that if anybody else, it's obviously very intense. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, we are now at this kind of older age where as, as much as it's like, shouldn't be a reality that we are losing people like our peers that that does like, that is more of a thing. And I just thought, I, I thought it was beautiful because it's a, a someone who's been her lifelong friend mm. since she was a, a like a teenager, maybe mm. younger, and and I think she's been posting a lot of like photos of them in the '90s and just kind of this like reflection reflecting on friendships, which is something I've been just kind of thinking a lot about this year and showing up and the ways in which people show up for us and the way the, these friendships last. I just I just think it's really moving. And obviously, I'm deeply sorry for her loss. It sounds uh, just sounds awful. Um, but it's yeah. also just kind of a beautiful, like testament to the power of friendship, which I just think is it was really moving. Oh, so yeah, That's other beautiful. pod li- listen, if you're in the mood. Love that. Thank you, Kate for that wreck. You're welcome, Dory. Should we take a break? Let's take a little break. But before we do that, let's just remind everyone that our website, forever35podcast.com, has links to everything we mentioned on the show. We're on Instagram at forever35podcast. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash forever35. We're doing some really fun stuff on the Patreon. We have another episode with Jackie Johnson coming up where we're going to get real saucy again. And we've been recapping the OC. We've been doing product recall. We've been doing Patreon exclusive Q&A episodes. We also have our Discord where we're chatting away. It's real fun over there. And it's just five bucks a month. So please join us. Patreon.com slash Forever35. We also have our shop, our, our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35. Our newsletter is at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And please do call or text us at 781-591-0390 and email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. That's the stuff. That's all the stuff. We will be right back after our break with some listener questions. BRB. 
you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, This is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, 
Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get or, into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos and like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. 
And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. You know, Dory, I think one thing... I don't know if folks realize since we've moved doing our episodes to weekly is that this kind of listener Q&A episode is essentially our mini episodes. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out, Kate. We don't want to call them mini episodes because they're not mini in size. That's true. But that is what they are. Yeah. Just longer. Mm -hmm. And we're coming in hot with a, as usual, a wide variety of questions. A real smorgasbord. Before we get started, can I just make a declaration? Of course. I love the smell of dry bar hair products. Oh, okay. I, I, you know, I didn't know what you were going to say. I would not have guessed <laughs> that. <laughs> but I'm here for it. I just sprayed a bunch of dry bar dry shampoo on my head. And I... Like I live for the smell of the dry bar hair products. Whenever I go in for my like once a year dry bar blow dry, I don't even know if their products are any good. I just love whatever <laughs> their smell is. Uh, it's my favorite product smell. That's so interesting. Well, Does I anyone love else for you have an affinity for the dry bar products. Let us know. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like, I'm like want to smell my head right now. Okay, yeah. but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about tomato soup. Because that is what we got an email about. Okay, let's talk about tomato soup, Kate. Okay. Hi, cat and four, but I think that's a typo and they mean door. Probably. This is a throwback. Kate once shared her go-to tomato soup. I think it was super simple, like butter, onion, tomatoes, and maybe garlic and broth. I have tomatoes coming out of my ears. I've made bolognese, gazpacho, tomato tarts, titian. I don't know what that means. I want to make some great tomato soup with some crusty sourdough with melted brie. If this rings any bells, please share. Thank you oh so much. I've listened since episode one. I think she meant... Oh, no. Actually, no. I don't know. Never like mind. Like a tartine? Yeah. Maybe. She's making... This listener is making tomato tarts. It sound They sound amazing. It sounds delicious. Can you imagine this spread? Bolognese, gazpacho, and a tomato tart? Mm. Ugh. Sounds like my freaking dream meal. Tomato soup with crusty sourdough and melted brie also sounds delicious. I know. So I mean, melted brie. I know. Sign me up. I think I have some brie in my fridge from a movie night that I hosted this weekend. And I might, I might have. Oh my god, Dory, have you watched Red, White, and Royal Blue yet? No. Okay, well that's what I watched with my rom com movie club. I heard it's very sexy. It is, except there's like a sex scene in the book that wasn't in the movie and I wanted it to be and I was mad. Okay, sorry, back to tomato soup. I really went off on a tomato tangent there. So I don't have a go-to tomato soup. I have some recipes that I've tried, but I couldn't, I looked through like a bunch of my old meal plans and I couldn't find any sort of recipe. So 
I linked to something and I will link to something in the show notes that I think is closest to what you're thinking of and to what I've cooked before. And it's basically Marcella Hazan's like famous tomato sauce, just in like mm. a soupier form. And yes, it does have all the things that you mentioned. And and I eat that tomato sauce, like I'll eat it just plain. But this, I think you'll be pleased with the recipe that I have found, listener. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. This sounds delicious. And for the first time in months, it's like cooler and overcast here in the Southern California yes. area. And like, I'm ready for tomato soup sourdough season, like grilled cheese season. Mm. Yes. Yeah, sounds great. Okay. I mean, I take a, I take a Campbell's tomato soup. I don't need it to be fancy. <laughs> A good tomato soup with like a grilled cheese, which I think is like oh. essentially what this melted brie situation sounds like. Yes. Perfect. Um, all right. One of the most perfect meals to ever like be made. It's true. Tomato soup and a grilled cheese. Um, all right. We heard from our our one of our I mean, I, I shouldn't say that we have favorite listeners, but when we whenever we hear from this listener, we get like a little frisson of joy and that listener is barb barb i mean barb writes us the kindest messages and it really makes our day when we get messages from barb so it barb really thank you does. for reaching out okay here's what barb had to say hi dory and kate hope you're both doing well i'm grateful that i'm able to hear a nice long episode from you on mondays that have now switched to Wednesdays. But yes, same idea. Dory, this past week, you were talking about your mom visiting and offering her gym clothes and were dismayed because she was unsure about wearing one of your items to Zumba would only wear in spin class, dark room, I'm assuming. As a woman your mom's age, I can relate. You and Kate will understand when you get to be our age. If you are someone like your mom or me, it's harder to maintain the youthfulness when you have a crepey neck or thighs. No matter how in shape you are, you can't control the gravity of the elasticity that occurs with growing older. I think we've made peace with some of that body image negativity, but that doesn't translate into flaunting our newly acquired aging challenges. I don't think I'm doing a good job explaining what I mean, but hopefully you'll understand that it doesn't matter what you do or think now when your body takes over and is out of your control. It's a whole new experience. I now understand why my mom wore scarves around her neck. Well, you know what? I we res I responded to Barb's email and I said I, I get this actually because this is how I have been feeling about wrinkles, mm. which is mm -hmm. I understand like skin neutrality and I understand the construct and the nightmare of the beauty industry and like the beauty industry industrial complex, if you will. And I understand all the lies were being sold, but I now at 44 also know what it feels like to like watch my face change in a way that makes me feel like time is speeding ahead of me. And it doesn't even have anything to do with like, to me anyway, like not necessarily even like, um, wanting to look a certain way it's this it's has to do with mortality i think yeah totally i've just i've just like what the fuck mm -hmm. and it has made me a lot more kind of empathetic to 
the way, the reasons why we get sucked into this kind of concept of quote unquote anti-aging. And I, I, I'm questioning or I'm thinking more about it. I don't know. Do, am, I, am I making sense, Dory? Yeah. I mean, I think we've like, these are sort of like ongoing issues for both of us. Yeah. It's like, I'm all, it, this is kind of like when someone who's like 25 is like, love your skin. And it's like, yeah, but like, just wait also. And like, let's, let me talk to you when you're my age and see if, if you're like, love your skin, but also like, whoa, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it, it's hard to not recognize yourself. It's hard to not recognize yourself. Yeah. And I think sometimes the, the inside and the out, like, yeah. And, and it's also scary to feel like time is ticking away. Yeah, totally. It's like a, a visual reminder of the fact that of our mortality of our mortality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, I think that that is a big part of it that I don't think gets discussed as we talk about why we get like, why we get caught up in trying to change how we look and change our appearance and hung up on our appearance and stuff. I do think so much of it is that, but I'm only starting to really understand that as I like really hit middle age, I think. Mm -hmm. So, Barb, we appreciate your perspective. We do. Thank you for offering it. And um, this is definitely like definitely on our minds in our own ways. It's Yeah, it's definitely on our minds. Yeah. Okay. This question is fascinating to me. So this person left us a voicemail, which we will play. And they were responding to kind of this. I, someone had reached out to us who's feeling left out by like a group of work friends. But this person poses an interesting follow-up, which is like, well, then what do you recommend people do if they want to hang out with certain people from work? These are good questions, Kate. Well, we're about to we're about to hear this question. Hey, this is Kelly from Denver. First time caller, very long time listener. I'm actually doing a free listen to Miniap 212. Um, so I guess, I don't know, maybe a year ago, two years ago, 2021. Anyways, one of the questions that someone had written in about was she was in a workplace, had four friends. Initially, they had hung out outside of work and she found out the other four were hanging out without her and just not telling her about it. But things are still cool between them at work. Um, in that sense, the writer or caller was the um, gal who started to be left out, um, a lot of Yale's responses were like, oh, that really sucks, or like, oh, this um, other four gals are being kind of shitty. And I guess my question is, what would you suggest if you're in a workplace and say there are five people of approximately the same age, but, you know, one of them just doesn't vibe with the rest of the group? Um is it kind of just social courtesy mandates either all five of you hang out or you only do smaller hangs with your other coworkers? Or is it kind of a, hey, keep things professional at work, but the other, you know, four people who are more similar are free to hang out outside of work and obviously just don't talk about those things in front of the one other person. Anyways, 
curious on your thoughts and if time has changed the way you think about any of that. Love the podcast. Bye. Kate, what do you think about this? Also, I just want to note, anyone who is watching the video version of this on our Patreon will see how we listen to voicemails on this podcast. It's Which very, is like staring and st- it's oh. very high tech. <laughs> you mean our technology of holding the speaker up to the yes. microphone? Yes. <laughs> but it works. Hey, it works. It works. <laughs> but boy, have there so many times does your speaker shut off in the middle of playing a voicemail and we have that to That is not it. my speaker's fault. That is um the iPhone and it's actually a, oh. it's like a known issue. I've seen people tweet about it and I was like, oh, oh no, way. that's fascinating. This was not just me. <laughs> I thought it was always the speaker. Oh, I didn't know it was the iPhone. What a piece no, of No, it's the phone. The iPhone is. <laughs> so I do want to say that I have not worked in an office full time for almost 10 years. So I don't know what the like culture is like especially come you know in a pandemic when like people are still like half at work half working remote like everything is like people you might not want to be around people for your own health like i don't this is a little like i don't know so let's just assume in a world flashback to 2000 and whenever i was still working in an office and i mean this is this is tricky i think there is like a courtesy to how we behave in the office. And that should be like coworkers. We're all coworkers. But then I think like it's kind of fair game outside of work. Yeah, right? I think it's so. just tricky because I think in the last decade or so, a lot of corporations have really purposely blurred the lines between work and life. Mm. I mean, you worked at BuzzFeed where I feel like that was a place is a place that I, that kind of epitomized this like work is fun. Let's always be working. Yes. Kind of vibe. And that can really like blur the, blur the lines. Yeah. I mean, maybe Gen Z is going to really change things up for us and make it like solve this. I don't know. Dory, what do you think? (sighs) Well, I think that remote work has changed a lot of this. Yeah, for sure. And that office culture is really changing and like changing in real time. And I do think a lot of Gen Z doesn't want to go into the office and like I don't blame them. And but for at least in New York, which was, you know, often a lot of people in their first jobs, out of college, moving to a new city where they might not know a lot of people, like the office was where they made their first kind of friend group. And it will be interesting to see what happens with all these people who don't have that experience anymore. I'm not saying that that that, that is a reason to have everyone suddenly go back to the office, but like it does signal kind of a massive cultural shift. Totally. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this all kind of like plays out. Maybe people mm-hmm. will like become friends with the people they meet in the coffee shop or wherever they do their work from home work. Interesting. Or like their know. WeWork friends. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, but like I I think a lot of the, especially at, at the younger end of things, like they're not going to WeWork. They're just sitting in their apartments. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. 
I think we're ready for like a new take on corporate culture. Like I think there can be a rewriting of the rules. For sure. So maybe for this listener, I feel like, you know what, like you can kind of set the tone. You can decide how this is done. Yeah. You have the power. Okay. Here's a text that I connected with. Someone just gave me the gift of the phrase, quote, scheduling paralysis. Do you ever feel this way? How do you deal with it? I want to make plans with friends, but overthink all the scheduling details and don't even get around to texting them. And then I feel guilty for not putting more effort into my friendships. What is the solution? I mean, you just described me in a nutshell. So. I mean, I, I am... I am not a doctor. I'm not here to diagnose anyone. But my sort of like anecdotal experience is this to me sounds correlated to ADHD. Especially because I read this and I was like, wow, did I write this to our own podcast? This is, I understand this so completely. It was like shocking to me. I've and so this, you understand this. Yes. I've seen this with. Uh, you know, another mutual friend of ours who has ADHD. I've seen this with my husband. It's like mm-hmm. the the logistics and the details just start to feel like very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and you know, for me as someone who doesn't have ADHD, I can sometimes find this frustrating because it can be frustrating to try to make plans with someone who has <laughs> scheduling paralysis. <laughs> You don't say. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the the solutions um, that, so I, this is something I've been like really actually thinking about and trying to work on. And I was, I was kind of having this in real time recently, which is, which was so funny that I stumbled across this message. And the way I, I kind of tried to handle it, I've been trying to make a plan with a group of friends and everybody was like, I can do this night and I can't do this night. And I was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. So what I did was I made plans with one person who I knew could like commit to it. And it was just to come over and hang out at my house, have a drink outside. And then after that was like confirmed and I knew that that was a real thing that was going to happen, I then told other people, hey, we're going to do this. Come join us if you can. I, I think the when I get tripped up is the like getting everybody's like sending out a doodle to find the time that works for everybody. And then tr- I think you have to be definitive in your like make the decision and then whoever can come can come. And that I think you just have to find a remedy for your own yeah. brain. I don't know. I don't I mean that's not the best answer. That doesn't totally solve the problem. But I do I do truly understand this and the way it makes you feel and then the way it impacts your friendships and, and then the guilt and horror you feel over over that. Like I just I get all of this deeply. I just don't I don't know if I have an answer. I mean, look, I get overwhelmed by making group plans. Like that I think that I think is like somewhat separate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Group plans are so annoying. <laughs> like once you once you get bigger than three people, forget it. It's like there's literally never one night that everyone can make it. And then even once you choose a night, people flake. I think people totally. feel more inclined to flake because it's a group. 
Like they're mm-hmm. like, well, it's, uh, you know, there's like eight people and I've, if I don't Classic. show up, it's not a big deal. And then it's like, yep. next thing you know, it's two people. You might as well just have made plans with that one person. That is um, how all book clubs die. That's how all book totally. clubs die. Totally. I think that's how like one of my poker games is going to die because like, mm. honestly, I am like, I, I just, I've like lost my patience with some of these people. It's like you're well, waiting for them to text back. Like when, yeah. Like you offer dates, and it's like a couple people respond. Then like some people respond like three days later. Then it's like, oh, actually, I can't do that night. I'm just like, okay, like I get it. We're all busy. I'm busy too. But like, come on. <laughs> so I like I've just sort of like lost patience. I think for like the neurodivergent brain, like a couple tricks that have helped me is if I, and I don't, Dory, I don't know if you do this, but I feel like you kind of have something similar where like I reserve Thursday, like let's say I've tried to do this. I reserve Thursdays as like a hangout day. So in my calendar, Mm. I'll put like, it's a day I keep empty. And if I'm going to meet somebody for lunch, I'm just going to always say like, I'm free Thursdays from this. Like if you kind of give yourself, um, dates or the other thing that I do is I always have to put something in my calendar or I forget about it. I have to put it in immediately or it's gone. You could like pre-schedule. So you know on Friday, you know, October, whatever, that's a date you're open. Like put it in your calendar as like open for hangouts. Oh, I like that. Like kind of scheduling empty time yeah. so that you're able to visually see it and then offer it to people rather than having to go through the whole like rigmarole of of finding a time. I don't know. Maybe other people have like tricks and tips here. That's, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good tip and trick. Thank you. Thank you very much. Whatever you do, don't offer to send a doodle. That is the kiss of death. I did that recently. And then I was like, why the fuck did I do this? Um, I have a couple of friends who send doodles and it's like sometimes helpful, but again, not everyone responds. So then it's like, what and is the you're point? chasing people down. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think you just have to make the decision of like, this is the date. If Especially yeah. if you're... The, and like, be the host. So you can be like, I'm hosting you this night. If you well, can that come, is, great. That is, where, that is where I run into trouble because I can't really host at my house. Well, and that's uh, making a lot of assumptions, right? That you can, you can host. Not everybody can. Yeah. So... For... That's yeah. like, that's also been frustrating for me because there, there have been totally. times where I've been like... I just want to do it on this night, but like I have to like someone else has to step up to host and it's like, "Mm, that's, you know, that's frustrating too. All right, Kate, let's take one more break and come back with some intentions and some conclusions. Oh, conclusions. Conclusions. I don't know. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it, and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like 
crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay. Well, Dory, look, I've got some intentions for this week. Great. I'm excited. All right. So look, last week, my intention was patience with my kids. Mm, How'd that go? Womp womp. I don't know. Pretty good. I'm trying. It directly correlates to how much sleep I get, I think. And that's what I'm trying to work on this week or just what I'm like thinking about. Okay. I am sleeping through my alarms. Whoa. I am... I don't know if it's because I have my period right now. I don't know if it's just because the season's changing, but I am like going to bed at the same time. Although I guess my bedtime has, I have been letting it creep later and later, but mm. not by much. Like I truly really try to cap it at 11, but I have just been like the mornings I can just, normally I can kind of like pop up. I go through cycles. Right now I'm in like a sleep through my alarm cycle. Wow. So. I changed okay. my alarm on my clock to make it a more um, aggressive alarm. So that did help this morning. Um, I have a I have a foolproof alarm and his name is Henry. <laughs> I have a, I'm having a hard time at night. My kids are going, you know, my kids are older. So now their bedtimes are later. Right. You know? Yes. Like yes. that's getting weird. Yes. They're not like going to bed at 630 like they did once, which was so luxurious. Right. So totally. 
Um, How about you? Well, Kate, my intention last week was um, high holidays. And I'm I'm actually feeling pretty good about Hmm. the situation. Um, I have a couple of friends who I'm going to go to synagogue with. Another parent in Henry's class reached out about having like a picnic on Rosh Hashanah. Um, I have a round challah ready to go. That I got at Trader Joe's, so you know I think we're I think we're in good shape. I'm feeling like less stressed about it than I think I have in the past, and maybe that was also like COVIDy. I don't know. Mm. You know, possibly, yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. So this week I also have a sleep related the intention. And it's just, it is just to go to bed earlier because I am getting woken up. Like this morning I was woken up at 445 and it's like, oh boy. And if I go to, if I'm like asleep at 11, that's just not enough sleep for me. So I need to, I need to like, you know, bring it back. Um, So that's what I'm going to work. That's what I'm going to work on this week. I'm, it's really hard. It's really hard. Having your really lights hard. out at 10 p.m. and your eyes closed, like that is a feat. I admire totally. people who are who are there. But yeah, I mean, like I'm exhausted. <sighs> all right. Well, Kate, this has been great. Okay, but before we go, we want to thank all of our $10 Patreon supporters. We are so extremely grateful for your support. So without further ado, thank you to the following supporters. And once again, I just want to note that please do call me in via text, voicemail, or email if I mispronounce your name. Someone did do that this last month, and I am grateful for the chance to correct myself. Here we go. Amy R., Alexandra Houghton, Allison Cohen, Amanda Shearer, Amy Maseko, Andrea Sepulveda, Angie James, Anne Tao Warodam, Becky Hobbs-Haler, Beth Brian Macy, Caroline, Cece, Christine, Bassis, Coco Bean, Courtney Gwynn, Diana, Diane M. Martin, Dr. Josie Alquist, E. Jackson, Elizabeth Anderson, Elizabeth Cleary, Elizabeth Holland, Amelia DiCola, Emily Bruyer, Emily McIntyre, Evelyn Schmevelin, Fran, Hannah Mass, Heather Okenka, Jane Terrio, JDK, Jadel Apti, Jennifer Barrett, Jennifer HS, Jennifer Olson, Jennifer Coleman, Jessica Gale, Jillian Bayman, Joanna Stone, Josie Heisig, Julia Putt, Juliana, Piche, Juliana Duff, Cara Brugman, Karen Perelman, Kate M., Catherine Ellingson, Katie Quatrone, Kelly Dearborn, Kelsey Wolf Denae, Carrie Golds, Kim Beegler, Kirsten Collins, Krista, Kristen Morris, Laura, Laura Eddy, Laura Haddon, Lisa Travis, Lizette, Liz Rain, Lynette Jones, M., Marissa, Monica, Nick, Nikki Bossert, Pam from Boston, Rachel Anderson, Sarah Egan, Sarah, Sarah Buzzy, Stephanie Germana, Susan Berseth, Tara Todd, Tiffany Griffith, Valerie Bruno, Zulima, Lundy, again, Thank you all so much. Let's remind everyone Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrier, and you, Kate Spencer, produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is ACAST. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye.